You're listening to Sandwich Talk with me, Jonathan Stark, and our guest today, self-proclaimed professor of sandwichology, Rory Bailey. Hi there. Sandwich Talk. Now, today we've got a very special sandwich review for you guys, but first of all, we have some rather shocking sandwich news, I would say. Not quite as serious as last week's avocado one, but um, it's pretty It's pretty serious, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would have to agree. So, Bailey, tell us what the news is. Well... As you must know, that the meal deals off the big supermarkets are quite a quite a clincher. Yeah, it's but, an uh, essential. It's, yeah, it's it's an essential it's for an a essential. supermarket. Yeah, with with good sandwiches from yeah. supermarkets come yeah. good. The meal deal. Well, meal deals. The, the, the classic meal deal. You get a sandwich, you get a snack, and you get your drink. and you get your drink for something like three pounds. Something some pound, some kind of discounted. Some rate. to three pounds. Some to three pound fifty. Yeah. Spot you yeah. Do. However, the shocking news that we have come to is yeah. that ASDA does not offer a meal deal. ASDA doesn't have a meal deal, which is really surprising to be honest, because they, I mean, they uphold themselves as a serious supermarket. Yeah, right? and they also uphold themselves on their sandwiches. They have fantastic single-selling sandwiches. But so what, not what kind of sandwiches do they do that are really oh, good? Wait, the ro- their chicken and sweet corn isn't... Now, normally I'm a Sainsbury's man for a chicken yeah. and sweet corn, but Asda has a very, very good chicken and sweet corn sandwich. And they've got oh, wow. a lovely wow. roast chicken stuffing. They've got... Ooh. their Their bacon, egg, and sausage is a fantastic one. However... It makes it completely irrelevant when you're if not you don't get the meal deal. Yeah, because how are you going to have a pack of quavers? And yeah, like exactly. A pack of quavers or, or maybe some Bundaberg ginger beer if it's on offer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or some popcorn or some yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Or a drink with it. A yeah. drink, maybe not the snack, but a drink is a pretty must with a good yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Like just a little bit of Sprite, so, very refreshing. So how did you discover that Asda doesn't have a meal deal? Well, the location I'm li- currently living in is yep. surrounded by a Tesco's, a Sainsbury's, and an Asda. So you've got all the choice there. So we've got all the choice, but Asda is now irrelevant because you're saving, you're spending about a pound fifty, two pound more. Now it doesn't seem like a massive difference, but when I'm doing this, maybe once, twice a week. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a student. <laughs> a meal deal—it's not a one-off thing. It's something you would go back to again and again. Yeah, exactly. And if you're paying another pound for your meal deal, that could be like, that could be like billions of dollars over the year, well, billions well, of pounds over the year. It's a pound fifty extra. Yeah. Within two weeks, I could have another meal deal for that price. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's that's I, really. I feel it is quite a, a shocking revelation. You know, I. I like Asta. I'm not going to lie. They're good. They've done some good stuff over it's the years. Good. It's good. Asta, large. they... Um, it's 24 hours as well. Yeah, 24 hours. Um, also, you know, the uh, the original supermarket from Supermarket Sweep is an Asta. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know this. So, Asta, they're good, but they've just... They've let us down. They yeah. have let us down. I really? feel like this is another of those issues where dedicated listeners could actually get involved. Yes. And get on Twitter and Facebook and make a change, or just start that meal start deal. personally sending letters <laughs> to the CEO of Asda. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean For if you personal if, heckling, just go. If you in, find out their address, we could send take, them send them letters. We could take the mob approach, you know. Get your pitchforks. Get want, your torches. I don't want to take the mob approach <laughs> because, given the number of people who listen to this podcast, we'd lose. <laughs> uh, but. But get out there, you know. Try, try and make a difference in the harsh, harsh world of Asda sandwiches. So on to the main, uh, the, the meat of the show, I suppose. Yeah, well, this is this the is meat what off the sandwich talk. I would have yeah, to say. this or is the filling. It doesn't necessarily need to be meat. Just the filling. The filling. This is what we've really been preparing for today. Is look. So we had a sandwich review 
two episodes ago with um with Taylor's and we did another sandwich a kind of surprise sandwich review last time with uh, the uh, homemade sandwiches but I'm guessing you guys aren't bored of sandwich reviews yet because we're going to do three today. Three sandwiches. <laughs> we have got three in store for you. So yep. me and Jonathan, we went round our, uh, our local sandwich parlours. Yeah, so this is sandwiches in Brunsfield and Morningside in Edinburgh. So Edinburgh-based listeners can try out these sandwiches for themselves. They're all quite reasonably priced, I'd say. You don't yeah, have to go out of your way to get them. Uh, They're all in very central locations yes. as well. Yeah. So the, we're, test, we're reviewing the sandwich and the place that we got them. These aren't homemade. These are from professional sandwichers. Yeah. Um, so should we start with the very first one? Uh, Meltmongers. Yeah, I would have to say Meltmongers is a good, a good place to start. Uh, so Meltmongers on Brunsfield Place, it's a place that prides themselves on, on toasties. Cheese, toast, toasties. cheese toasties. They specialize in cheese toasties. Not jaffles, I may add. Yes. They don't. They don't make jaffles. Bailey, do you know? Do you know about jaffles? No, I. I have you? I have to say, I am. Have you ever I'm owned not. a Breville toasty press? Yes. One of the ones that closes it off. Yep. That's not a toasty. That's a jaffle. Oh, what? Yeah, that's a jaffle. I, I have not known about this. This is a revelation so, in sandwich. There's time. toasties. And huh. then there's jaffles. Jaffles. This is something I'm trying to spread because I think it's a really good piece of terminology mm-hmm. because they're not the same. It's not a normal toasty. If you, it is when it's I mean, I grew up, yeah, I grew up with jaffles, and then having moving on to toasties that weren't made in toasty makers, I was actually really disappointed and surprised because I thought that's not a toasty. And your edges are cut but off. Really, and it's yeah, all sealed. no, really. So with you want sealed a jaffle. Edges, that's yeah. a jaffle. Sealed edges right. made in a specialist jaffle press. Right. That's a jaffle. Okay, then. Well, so then I this... have a jaffle maker, not a toasty maker. Okay. Yeah, so Meltmongers, these are people who make toasties. Yes. These Proper, are... thick. I'd have to say homemade bread as well. That I think fantastic. the bread was homemade. So, Or we can only assume from the quality. Yeah. So the sandwich we had was the big cheese, which is £4.80, and the ingredients were mature cheddar, American cheese, gruyere, with a sweet tomato and chili chutney. Uh, what, did, what did we think of this? What, I, what was your first impression of the sandwich? Well, in presentation alone, I thought I was very pleased with it. Oh, it the was, presentation at Meltmongers is supremely good. Yes, it was on first entrance of the shop. Taking it back a bit. First entrance. That custom got decor. The custom decor for their sign, the little coat yeah. hangers, the, the welcome. Oh, hi there. What can I get for you? And when asked the question, what would you say is a fair representation of your shop for yeah. a toasty? They recommended to us the, the big, big cheese. cheese. So uh, one of the first things we noticed about the sandwich itself was that they had sprinkled Parmesan on top. I felt a very, a very lovely touch. It looks nice. It yeah, gives they, a little bit of the, personality. I think out sandwich. of the places we went to, this place definitely had the best plating, even though they didn't best even plating. use a plate. I just felt that it was more of a personal... If all the places we went to, it was the most personal sandwich. Yeah. It was the it was one that nice, gave you the most... It was a nice experience. Yes. Now, nice onto, the, onto the bread and the texture in general. We had... We had a very... What I would call a very thick, spongy bread. Yes, a very a, a thick, spongy bread. I... For normal bread, I think it was probably too much. I think it was a little bit too thick. Yeah. However, they tackled it well by using an oil spray on the bread. Yeah, the oil spray, it's um, it's debatable whether that makes 
Because it definitely makes the bread more crispy. Yeah, it, but it crisp, also it soaks into the, the bread, which gives you the risk that the bread just becomes a sponge of exactly. oil. Exactly. It was it was a very risky game, but for the big cheese that we were served, it pulled it, it pulled yes, it off. Yes. It really. I felt so, another thing that really came into the oilness was the the chili and tomato chutney. Yes, because uh, the you you have some some facts about why. The, yeah, yeah, it's it's the, all depending on the tomatoes and stuff. The the science. The so the tomatoes science. counteract the oil. Yeah, they counteract the oils and the fat-based components. Okay, okay. Used in the bread. Um, so I, I also the tomato and chili chutney was very nice. It was very, very. Good it chutney. was quite sweet. It was strong. It was sweet and strong. Now the yeah. sweetness wasn't bad, but the strength was because we felt it overpowered the cheeses. Yes. Yeah, so we had a mix of three cheeses, but once you include the parmesan, yeah. that makes four cheeses. And yet, it didn't feel like the cheeses were really pulling their weight. Yeah. None the par- of them... The Parmesan did. I, I the, was tasting the Parmesan surprisingly the, after. Yeah, surprisingly, the Parmesan, which I sprinkled on top, and that added more to the flavor than any of the other ones. Yeah. The other cheeses, they were all quite weak, weakly flavored ones. Um, and They added a nice texture and a nice yeah. sense to it, but... Taste-wise, I yeah. felt they were lacking. They were they were so, underpowered by the chutney. So let's move on to our final comments. Texture. Uh, what do we say about the texture? I was pretty pleased with it. I felt that they pulled off the little thickness yeah. of the bread. Yeah, what? it's a very thick toast. Yeah, but you didn't... Surprisingly light. Yeah, it was very yeah. surprisingly light. You, you bit into it and you didn't get that chew because the bread was very so soft. So there was a thick bread that was crunchy on the outside, spongy on the inside, and then when you get to the middle, there's this creamy texture that comes from the cheese, which is all, it was all balanced very well. I have Onto, to say, the filling was also spread right yeah. to the outside, yes. so which was another very... Onto flavor. Flavor? It, um, it, most of the flavor came from the chutney. Yes. But I wouldn't say it lacked flavor. I would just say it lacked variability in the flavor, yeah. where the flavors came from. It was all, it was all really the chutney. I feel the chutney was pulling the weight. Um, but then afterwards, we had an aftertaste of Parmesan, which... Yeah, the Parmesan left with me right down the street to the next place. Yeah. Uh, and the additional, yeah, additional comments, I suppose I would say that... It was surprisingly... It, it defied expectations for cheese it toast. It definitely defied expectations. Because it was surprisingly toast. light. Yes. It was... Like, there were... there were. It was a large sandwich. It was It was but large. It, it didn't leave you with that greasy aftertaste, though, when they used the oil. Yeah, the it was large, oily, and full of cheese, and yet none of it felt like it was large, oily, or full of cheese. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a lighter sandwich. You, you left with a, a very satisfied... Yeah. So let's move on to our next uh, sandwich place, which was the Zulu Lounge. Yep. Uh, which is a bit further up. It's in Morningside. Um, it's but not further down technically. Further down. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not. Um, it's it's quite hard to miss. Yeah, it's it very... quite hard to miss. It's a very unique shop. On yeah, the a unique shop. Nice decor. Uh, we South had... African decor. Yeah. Yeah. We had the chicken mayonnaise and avocado focaccia, which was. Four pounds ninety-five, so a little bit more than Meltmongers. And an additional point to that was that if we'd decided to sit in, they would have charged us another pound. Yeah, it would have been five ninety-five, which is a shame. I mean, that that's where it starts being an expensive. Yeah, lunch. when you're adding, yeah. So we said it. We asked for focaccia. I'm not sure whether what we got was focaccia I or would, not. I mean, don't be wrong. The bread was good, but yeah, I'm not certain it was. I define a focaccia as a, a nice spongy bread, thick and herby. Yes. Oil and herbs. This bread, it was all crust. It was just crunch. Yeah, it was just crunch. And what I would say is that it held 
the it held the sandwich together incredibly well. It was well. very sturdy. Very sturdy. And it wasn't thick, which meant that no, all was... of that sturdiness didn't didn't lose the sandwich yes, didn't you lose didn't, anything. Yeah, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't feel like you were doing any extra work yeah, to you, bite into it. You only gained your sturdiness yeah. and that lovely sound. Um so that was uh Yeah, the bread it wasn't really for catcher, but it did a good job. Yeah. Uh, I just felt it lacked in flavour. It lacked that lovely yeah. little if it hadn't if they'd said, yeah, okay, this is some sort of crunchy bread you're getting with this, yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah, I think the bread did have some kind of flavour to it as well that was going over the top of the flavours we wanted to have. Yeah, I just felt that uh, for it wasn't a focaccia in my mind. It wasn't a focaccia. I wanted those herbs and that little bit of oil, yeah. but that wasn't there. But um, don't get me wrong, the bread was still... Yeah, it was nice. It, was, uh, it held together as a and the chicken, castle. the chicken, the mayo, and the avocado. The actual fillings didn't have a lot of flavor to themselves. So. Yeah, I, I felt they lacked flavor. The only thing I was tasting at the crust was mayonnaise. Yeah, and it was warm mayonnaise. I mean, personally, I'm not a massive fan of heated mayonnaise. You think mayonnaise should only be used in cold dishes such as uh, or, potato salad, or like a cold, a warm sandwich with cold mayonnaise? Yeah. Um, uh, and because heated, it becomes quite liquidy. And you think that maybe they should have replaced that with cream cheese? If there hadn't been mayo and there had been cream cheese, I felt it would have rounded the sandwich very. very I much might better. agree with you on that. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I can visualize that or. I can. I, I have realize it in my Avocado mind. is an amazing pyramid with cream cheese. It okay. just rounds it off okay. so well. Uh, now we should talk about fresco. Wait, we need final comments on the Zulage texture. Texture was fine. I thought I was, texture I was, under, was good I, was, I have to say, as a whole, I was underwhelmed. I mean, we've had past experiences of Zulu Lounge. Something yeah. to note is that these are new owners. These are not the originals. Well, uh, I mean, I think it changed hands many years ago. But I think it was they, about two or three. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I think okay. it was about sixth year from we were there. Um, but Zulu Lounge has a history of being very good. And they do very good hot chocolate and milkshake and yeah. this kind of thing. Uh, but we were underwhelmed by the sandwich. Let's go into our categories. Texture... I didn't. I thought the texture was good. The texture was good for the bread. If we talk about texture as including structure as well, yeah, it held very well. The structure and integrity was good, yeah. but that heat of mayonnaise the, allowed for drippage, and I felt there was that drippage. Was, yes, there was a little bit of mayonnaise. Flavor, drippage. there wasn't much. I was underwhelmed. If okay. there had been that herbiness of the bread, or I just didn't get any yeah. strength from the sandwich. You know, any yeah. punching flavors. So, and then the additional notes, I suppose, would be the. Uh, we could have cream. Cream cheese would have made it nice. I think cream cheese would have been yeah. a very good substitute. I'd be interested to see what this bread was that they actually used, though, because it, it it was good. The bread. It was good bread. The bread was but good. it wasn't for focaccia. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> now we should move on to Fresco, which is uh, a deli quite close it's to Zulu Lounge. Yeah, deli. It's it's the kind of yeah, it. it's the kind of place that you would easily walk past. Yeah. But it pleasantly surprised us. It, very pleasant. So, on, on flavors, I would say yeah. very pleasant. We got a we got a chicken tikka with cheese, uh, lightly toasted, for three pounds twenty. So by far the cheapest. Yeah. Out of the places we went to. And and they, I'd have to say, definitely one of the most flavorsome. Yeah. They they also charged to sit in, but I didn't mind that only, because it was it was only fifty p. It was fifty pence. Yeah. There was a lot of choice, and the service was it was it was no frills service. I would say. Yes. It was. It was. Your basic. Now onto the sandwich. The bread, first of all, the, you can tell us about the bread. No, the bread. When we were standing in the, the kind of buffet area or the glass, he he pulled out a pack of white plain Hovis bread, 
The, now this is compared to this is having gone to Meltmongers where they quite clearly make their own bread. Yeah. Right. And then to the Zulu Lounge, which uses some kind of interesting I don't know if it was some South, South yeah. African thing. Yeah. But it, they they all offered interesting breads and then this guy pulls out a, a loaf bag. of hovers. <laughs> a loaf of plain white hovers bread. Pulls it out the bag, slaps on two slices onto the warming plate. Yeah. Um, and then asks what we want. And then asks what we want. Although the bread did a really good job. The bread. I have to commend Hobbes. Yeah, I have to. I have to really commend him. This was just that little. Yeah. It wasn't a full toasty. Is something to no, note. No, no. He warmed the bread. He gave it a slight teeth. He gave it the little grill. The, yeah, it's a grill. Yeah. And then that was it. So it had those kind of lines. The toasted bread was into warm. It. Yeah. But the cheese wasn't melted. Yeah. And the filling was just had that chill taken off of it. So the sandwich. <clears throat> Structurally, it held together incredibly well, which is not what you'd expect for something chunky yeah, like from chicken such tikka. A, from such a yeah, chunky because, kind of liquidy. Yeah, what I would say is that when you have something like chicken tikka or like meatball marinara or something like that, where there's chunk, it's chunky, but like there's coronation chicken. Coronation yeah. chicken is a quite a, is that, a good example. That you expect the chunks with the chicken, the chunks to pull the two parts of bread apart, and then yeah. the liquid drips out through the gaps. Yeah, but in this case. There was no mess. No, like, no mess at all. Compared to the other two, yeah. they they had their own fair bit of mess, kind of grease. This had no mess whatsoever. Uh, it was just the right quantity of chicken. Perfect quantity of it chicken. Was, it was filled to the edges. The cheese felt quite edges. melted. There was a few. Yep. Noting we had to pay thirty pence for the cheese. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't mind that. Thirty yeah. pence for a good helping of cheese was uh, very especially very since even with that, it was cheaper than any of the others. Yes, exactly. The um, so the bread added a little bit of crunch, but really there wasn't such a lot. Such a good sound. You even noted this. My first <laughs> bite of that sandwich had such a lovely sound. To yeah, it. yeah. The bread added crunch, but it didn't <clears throat> add any flavor or any effort into eating it. Yeah. It so it really, it really, you go. You go through the crunch and then you get straight into the chicken tikka, yeah. which was delicious. I have to say, for the price and for the kind of yeah. the place it was, it was one of the most flavorsome sandwiches. I'm I, I'm going to say they did an incredibly good job with what appeared to be pretty plain ingredients. Very basic ingredients. I mean, making we're talking the most flavorsome sandwich. Yeah, I would have when to say. we we go to Meltmongers and they make their own, where they probably make their own bread. Yeah. They have all kinds of things. Zulu Lounge has. A ton of different imported ingredients. fancy ingredients. Yeah. And then fresco. What so, got so a loaf of hovis, hovis bread. bread. <laughs> like probably just the, the chicken, chicken. chicken tikka, I don't know. Yeah. And then cheese that looked pretty un, unsophisticated. Yeah. And it was I, I think flavour wise, it was the best sandwich. I think of the three. Just looking at flavours. Just looking and at textures, purely purely I, on flavours and textures. It was the it best. It was the best. I would have to I'd have to agree. Oh, and the service was incredibly quick. It was very fast. I mean it wasn't yeah. anything over the top. Yeah. It was your basic standard um, kind of here's your so, sandwich. Yeah, so I think it was a no frills experience, but if you're looking purely at the sandwich itself, fresco was the best place to go. Yes. Texture it, was, another thing would be if you were taking away for example, if you were taken away from either of those places, that Fresco. would be the best. Yep. You'd be the cheapest, you'd be the fastest, you'd and be the tastiest make a sandwich. Yeah, and it doesn't make a mess. Yep. So I would have to recommend Fresco's for a takeaway. So uh, between the three then, we think at the bottom sits Zulu Lounge. Yeah, definitely. I was and then vying for pole position is uh, Meltmongers and Fresco. Yes. And we've really been talking about texture and flavor here. Um, 
And we noticed that Fresco is better than Meltman because they're both texture and flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it feels like Maltmongus was the good... better off the plate. Yeah. yeah. And why Why do we think this is? We feel it comes down to the experience that yeah. you have while you're eating the sandwich. So let's run through the experience when you go into these two places. When you go to Fresco, you step in. It's an ordinary place. There's a man standing in front of a few tubs of food. You ask for something. He makes it, gives it to you. Maltmongus... You like, go in. It was custom decor. Custom decor. They had a lovely logo on the door. They had wooden. They had wooden seating. They yeah. had really nice small seating kind yeah, of setup. Yeah, kind of setups. personalized things with a kind of open base. A lovely yeah. welcome as you went in. Their big, yeah. big chalkboards. We had we had a sandwich recommended for us, which was very convenient. Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, it's it was a nicer experience. It was a more yeah much nicer experience, and I just felt there was more personality to the sandwich. Yes. Oh, definitely. That little bit of yeah. So, there was more. There was more care in making that sandwich than there was the chicken tikka. So, if you want a good sandwich, go to Fresco. If you want a good lunch, go to Meltmongers. So we have a something possibly food science, almost philosophical, that Rory you want to talk about, and that is the experience that comes with your sandwich. The role of outside factors that it, come into yeah, and the memorability. Why, and why the taste or the the feeling of eating a sandwich isn't just about the sandwich. Yes. I, I, and something that we could definitely relate to with those three reviews. Yeah. That Fresco's was the simple sandwich. It was tasty. But mm-hmm. Meltmonger's, you would still hold as yeah. the better experience. You yeah. got that, that lovely welcome. You got more feeling from the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you believe that um, when you're in a, a good environment to enjoy the sandwich, the sandwich actually tastes better? Not necessarily tastes better, but you think of it better. You remember it better. You're oh, like, I that see. was a good sandwich because so, you were in a good mindset. Yeah. Like, if I'm coming home from work, I'm tired, I'm like, oh, I've got a sandwich in my backpack. Eat it. Great. Okay, it was yeah. just a sandwich to keep me going. But if I'm like, oh, right. I've had a, a lovely day, it's a nice weather, I'm in the park, I don't know, something's going on. Mm. I sit down and I eat a sandwich that maybe I've been looking forward to, or I've had a good experience making the sandwich as well. Oh, yes. That also comes into it. The more the mindset you're in while you eat that sandwich is something that definitely plays into it. Yeah, so, um, so obviously the mindset can be affected by things like decor or... Uh, whether you're in like a nice warm place and that yeah, kind of thing, and it, it splits it down to homemade sandwich or parlor sandwich. Yeah, uh, but I mean, both of those have their own independent factors yes, exactly. as to what helps. And do you think this makes it a better sandwich or just a better experience? Well, no, I would. I wouldn't say it affects because, taste. I wouldn't say yeah. it directly affects your taste. It but, defe- it affects your memory of that sandwich. Yeah. It, def- it affects how you think that sandwich was. And that's something I, yeah, mm. I definitely have to say. Because I, on the last episode, we talked about whether or not there can be a perfect sandwich. And one of the things that plays into it is that different people at different times in their life have very different criteria as to what makes a sandwich good or bad. Yes. And I think this might be something, another thing which plays into that. Yes, I think Which so. is that when Definitely. you think about what makes a good sandwich, it's not just the sandwich itself. No, it's it's the mindset, it's where you are, it's who you're with, it's what's yeah. going on. That yes. That is the ground that 
the lay ground for yeah. eating that great So sandwich. the sandwich, it's not just the bread and the filling in between it. It's the location. It's, it's the feeling. It's, it's everything around it. It's how the mood you are in yeah. while you're eating that sandwich. It's the twinkling of the stars above you. It's yeah. the warmth of the fire that you're sitting next to. Exactly. It's the, it's the speedy service you might have been given. Yeah. It's the conversation you had with whoever gave you yeah, the sandwich. Yeah, that little smile at the end, you know, yeah. that little oh, thank you or I hope you enjoy. That could all play into the experience of a sandwich. So, so do we think, do we, as sandwich scientists, do we want to think of this as a factor which clouds our judgment or as something which has to be embraced? Because normally when judging something scientifically, you have to take away all of the factors that would affect the result that yes, aren't of part course. of it. Yes. And this, I think from the scientific viewpoint, what we're talking about here looks very much as if it's a confounding factor. It's something, an external factor, which changes the way we evaluate. Yes, I think it's definitely something to evaluate. But is it something you want to remove from the sandwich testing process? Or is it something we have to embrace? No, I think it's something you it's have a part to embrace. Of the sandwich. Yeah, it is a part of the sandwich. Because no matter, no matter what, if you try to yeah. remove the experience and just sit in a basic room just with nothing, like imagine a white wall room with just a single chair and this, this sandwich comes out of a hole in the wall and you're given it, right? That's yeah. it. And that would be it. You wouldn't enjoy that, that Yeah, that might, that might theoretically be the best way of tasting or judging Maybe, between two but, sandwiches. But that's not something you would, you, yeah. you would just think that on purely, oh, I'm just tasting this sandwich. You would think I'm eating this sandwich. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this sandwich. And I think there's a philosophical point that comes out of this, which is that sandwich science isn't just done in the lab and in the academia. And to an extent, there are parts of sandwich science which can't be done in a basic kind of blank-walled lab. Yeah, no. It has to be done in the real world, in real life. It at has the to home, be it, There's in so many variables. So many variables. Yeah. It, it, it's The feeling or the emotion of a sandwich could be down to any tiny factor. It could be down yeah. to something you wouldn't even notice, but mm. so, like kind of subliminally... It will be. It will be and, there. It and will that be affecting, too is part of the sandwich. Yeah, it will be affecting your sandwich experience. Yeah. So now it's time for sandwich of the week, yes. and we. This is a very important section this time around because we were going to do this in the review. Yes, we were going to go to Subway and get the sandwich of the Look, week. Look, let's just. I'll let you introduce your sandwich of the week, and right. then we so can talk about the sandwich. My sandwich of the week, and when we were going to do it in the review. Something we'd have to take out is the kind of the parlor experience because Subway doesn't pretend to be anything it's not. Yeah. You go in, you get your sub, and you take away. You don't yeah. sit in. Um, or you can sit in if it's just convenient, but you mm. don't go thinking, oh, it's a lovely place to sit. Yeah. Um, so, what is this sandwich? The listeners are dying to know. So, oh, are I, you allowed to di- disclose this on air? Well, my friends, now this title isn't self-proclaimed. My friends have all told me that I am the king of Subway. The yeah. oracle of Subway. From the, the Subway the gods. Of Subway, yes. The gods of subs <laughs> speak directly to me. And then yeah. I, I mean, am a messenger of the gods. Yes, of course. Um, but this sub I hold as the god sub. This sub is like the god sub. ambrosia okay. for the gods. Okay, <laughs> The okay. nectar of the gods. And are you willing to tell us the ingredients? Or would that be... Releasing confidential information. 
I I mean, you don't have to. We can just talk about this as the No, I, I will. Now. I'll enclose the information. No, this... Maybe you can I, leave out key parts of it. If I have to say that this sub, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Use this sub at you your guys own will, have cautiously. Been, you people have been chosen for your excellent taste in sandwiches. <laughs> yes. As responsible caretakers of, of the God Sub. The God Sub. Now, one thing, if you've ever been to Subway, you'll notice your choice of breads. So I'm, I'm going to tell this God Sub as a story as you go through it. Okay. So your first, your first choices are your breads. Now, of course, the only choice for me is Italian herbs and cheese. So right. I get a foot long, a foot long bread. It's got a little bit of herbing on top, a little crusty, crusty cheese. Yes. Lovely. Very nice. When it warmed that's, that's up, nice. when it's warmed up, it gives you those lovely flavors. Now, chicken chipotle melt is what you're getting next. You get yep. get your good scoops of chicken. Now this is chicken marinated in chipotle southwest sauce. So that's going to gain all of the flavors. It's of getting the that flavor. It's getting that little bit of spice. Yeah. Um, now I have to say something saddening is that the chipotle sauce from Subway is amazing but is a secret recipe which they make on site and is not disclosed. So we can't make this at home. So we cannot make this at home. Okay. Uh, uh, so then, so you get your chipotle chicken, you're getting Swiss cheese. Now, if you're wanting, something that can affect it is they also have a Mexican spicy cheese. Ooh. Now, it's good, but it is... I generally, if I'm going for my basic, I'm getting the Swiss cheese on it. It, okay. get, it has more cheese coverage... And it's got... It Surprising for Chris, Swiss cheese, given that it's the one with holes in. Yes. Well, this doesn't actually have holes in. This the is Subway just, one. This is just Subway triangles of cheese. Okay. Um, so you get... If it's a six inch, you're getting two slices of cheese. If it's a foot long, you're getting four slices. This is someone who really knows that Subway. Yes, your cheese coverage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that goes in. You're getting it grilled, of course. Heat that bread. Get that, you know, that little flavor, that real, yeah. real flavor from the bread there when the heat... You're getting your cheese melted, you're getting your chicken warmed. Now, okay. something I have to note about this is if the chicken isn't warm, it's not going to be good. Okay. The chicken needs to be it's all. It's a fine balance. It is a very fine balance in this sub. Um, Subway parlors have, depending on variability, you might not be able to get this sub at the um, right ability. Yeah, so we, um, we were going to do this as part of our sandwich review, but the Subway that we went to didn't have one of the crucial ingredients, so sadly, I, I've never eaten this sandwich. I was going to eat it for the first time today, but sadly, we couldn't. I just don't feel it would have done justice without this such a good ingredient. So what, what, is, uh, what, what are the further ingredients? We've got, so far we've got the chicken, we've got cheese, yeah, and so you've got the your right chicken melt. So once, once that's gone through, you get your option to the salad bar. Yes. Now, I get red onions, green peppers. Now, they're two good ones, uh, um, but if you don't like either one, they can be replaced. Okay, um, okay. They are very good. Just for me, the red onion is a lovely, got that little bit of crispiness, mm -hmm. that little bit of kind of just brings it all back in. Yes. Um, green peppers are just a nice fresh touch. But the part that must be used on the subway is sweet corn. Ah, sweet corn yeah. must be present. And that is what the subway that we went to did not have. Yep. Um, so sweet corn must be on it. It gives it that little bit of fresh, you know, that maybe, little crunch, that little fresh. Maybe we should have got everything except the sweet corn and then gone over to Sainsbury's next door, <laughs> bought a tin of sweet picked corn. up a tin of like green giant, <laughs> pop it open, put sweet corn on top of the subway. We could have done that. that we should have done that. We should have done that. 
But no, I was it's and so you're finishing it off, you've got your sweet. So bar, this is the god sub. This is the god sub, and then you're getting your chipotle southwest sauce. Extra chipotle. Extra chipotle. No. Okay. And it doesn't even you can get Holy I get I get, I get two runs. Now this is a dripping sandwich. Yeah. This has this comes this, with the This drippage. does not pretend to be clean. No, this is but it it's it's <sighs> very good. It is very good. Wow. So that's the god sub. I would have to say that is one of my sandwich of the week. This is my god's up. It's wow. It is um that I I I'm still waiting for the first time when I get to try this sandwich, but I know it's going to blow me away. It really is. I, but the responsibility that comes with this sandwich. Now, I love Subway and I have been going for years. Yeah. And I look forward to their Christmas sub every year. It is a fantastic sub. However, now I've discovered the powers of the God Sub. I got half and half. I got half Christmas, half Chipotle chicken. Yes. Or half God Sub. Yes. And the God Sub just overpowered. I didn't even... I ate... Now, I always leave my favorite sandwich to last. And I ate the Christmas special first. I left the God Sub and then devoured yeah. the God yeah, Sub. Yeah, so you've because... told me that having the God Sub will ruin other Subway sandwiches will, for you. Yes, will ruin. It will take away the greatness yeah. of everything else. So it must be used with restraint. It yeah. must be used with restraint yeah. and respect. So can, can you just tell us a, a little, how did, you, how did you discover the God Sub? Well, chicken chipotle melt was a lovely. Was yeah, a that's nice. That's staple. something that it's they advertise. It's something on the. It's one of the meal deals. And did you then you just it. think, you know, I'm going to add all of these ingredients that I want? No, I like. I I personally like red onion and green peppers. They're very yeah. good. I add them on and a so lot. So do of I. Subs. It's it's a kind of sloppy Giuseppe combination. Yeah, I like them on a lot of subs. Uh, sometimes lettuce is a good. Just yeah. a little bit of lettuce, you know, gives you that kind of fresh kind of coldness, yeah. crispness. Um, but. The sweet corn, when I saw sweet corn, I it just makes it. It really just as little parcels of fruits of so of fresh, sweet kind of So you discovered the God Sub kind of by chance then? Well, I go to Subway every week yes. on my lab days. Um does I, this, we go to Subway every week, but so what I'm getting at is does this mean there's the possibility of a better Subway sandwich being out there that you just haven't found yet? Well no, I have tried a lot of Subways. <laughs> I have tried Almost every combination of Subway. Now, there's um, a lot of combinations. There there's a lot of combinations. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there are a lot of combinations, but I just feel nothing holds to the taste and the lastingness. Yeah. I mean, I was tasting this sub for about two hours afterwards. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, man, that holds up. That's so good. Okay. Well, that's that's the sandwich of the week then. Yeah, I that's, have to say it's pretty extreme. Get that's, out there, try the God Sub. That is use it. that is use radical. it with restraint. <laughs> All right, so we have. You thought we were done with sandwich news, but oh no, we have another piece of sandwich news for you, and this one is juicy. Yes, this, this one this is, is quite a large. This one is so juicy that if you put it in a fajita, it would fall apart right away. Yeah, it would soak right through that fajita. <laughs> so you may, for those of you who listened to episode three, Supreme Metaphysical Sandwich, which I would much rep- recommend, uh, we talked about the possibility that a sandwich might be used to attack someone. And the, uh, you can see where this is going, can't you? Um, and 
the possibility of whether responsibility would lie with the person who made the sandwich. Yes, again, with great power yeah, all comes the, great All the sandwich itself, maybe. But back then, we were, we were talking a lot of hypotheticals involving sharpened baguettes, you may remember. Um, and our piece of news today is that in New Jersey, yes, New Jersey... A man was assaulted with, with a, a sandwich. sandwich. Yes. <laughs> so a delivery driver... Um, who was just a simple, a simple man delivering a sandwich? Just to a, a simple customer. kind of man. Simple man delivering a sandwich to another man um, was instructed that he no longer required the sandwich and was to leave it on the driveway. So I, th- I thought it was the change. Was it was the change leave- of the sandwich? We leave the change on the driveway. But I thought he didn't it was want the left. Sa- we didn't want the change. Look, it it was. So- no, I think he placed the sandwich okay. on the driveway. Okay. He no was, longer needed it. It was a tiff between a delivery driver and the person who the sandwich was meant for, who didn't want the sandwich. Yes. And the driver turned around, went back to his van, hit on the back of the head with the sandwich. Yes. Hurtled through the and air. I've seen a picture of this sandwich. It's a fairly sturdy sandwich. It was it's a, a it was, large thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a large kind of hunky piece of yeah piece of bread and, and meat and filling. And... I'm right in thinking that the person who assaulted the delivery driver has been charged. He has been charged for simple assault and criminal mischief. I think, I think maybe there should be a different charge specifically for assault using sandwiches. Yes. Because maybe, assaulting someone is one thing. But what about the crime, the crime against sandwichology? Yeah, that's I think the that thing. Is such a... Assaulting someone is one thing. But desecrating, a, yeah, desecrating, desecrating the, the honor of the sandwich. Yes, I mean it's it's immoral. It it's, is. It's just it's shameful. It it's is. absolutely shameful. It is. Um, one thing I have to note though is to throw a sandwich and for it to not come apart. This must be a very sturdy. Well, sandwich. we don't know that it didn't come apart. We just know that it had some impact upon the person that it was thrown at. Yeah, I mean. To be to be smacked in the head and, and yeah. go for an assault charge, it must yeah. be a, an impactful smack. Well, I'd I'd like to have that sandwich. Well, not that sandwich, of course, because yes. it's been on the ground. It was and... also then smeared across his windscreen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it must have been quite a messy, messy sandwich to smear someone's windscreen. Yeah, wow. Cheese um, and oil. And... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is what goes down in New Jersey. Yeah, um, if you're ever roaming the streets of New Jersey and yeah, I wanna, it's, you pass a sandwich parlor. I think it's it's a bit of a kind of painful irony to be the one who delivers the weapon of assault <laughs> yes. and then the victim of assault. <laughs> delivers the weapon and then is smacked on the but head. But you would never expect your sandwich to be weapon. a weapon. No, I think it's such a harmless kind of looking object. Sandwiches yeah. are great. Yeah. We love sandwiches. It's such a it's such a point of beauty and joy yeah. that you would never think that that piece would be used against you, you in know, such a way. You know, what I would say, though, is that the Zulu, the sandwich we have from the Zulu Lounge, that could definitely be weaponized. I think it, it would be more like that a kind a of frisbee throwing disc. More like a kind of, you know, like, <laughs> kind of boomerang. Yeah. Well, not a boomerang, because it's not a, a frisbee, curve. not a boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we could eat it into a frisbee shape. Yeah. Do you think? Into a boomerang I think. Shape. I think there is. There's. I think there's no question of where the responsibility lies here. Yes. Previously, we've talked about possibly the responsibility, the moral responsibility, lies with the sandwich maker or even the sandwich itself. Yeah. But in this case, the person wielding the sandwich the also wielding, holds such a responsibility to yeah. take care of that sandwich and deliver it. Yeah, I think. I think the it's it simply comes down to this person, this angry individual. 
who may have been angry for very legitimate reasons, but decided to take it out on another human being and also on the a piece way. of art. Yes, it's it's like desecrating. They've destroyed a an female. artwork. Destroyed an artwork, exactly. Yes. Yes, it's like it's like burning the Mona Lisa. It's yes, such a noble piece of art has been desecrated. Yeah, and it is it is. Do you think? Do you, saddening. Do you think it's possible that the sandwich could be intrinsically evil ever? No, I'm not. I'm not sure that such a such a honest piece of piece of work could ever be declared evil yeah. from the start. Wow. What about like a poisoned sandwich? What about a sandwich that was? Deliberately intended to hurt someone and could only hurt someone. I would see that more as the creator being the evil creator being this. evil. Is I, it? I would feel more sorry for the sandwich being used you for think, such a you sorry think it's purpose. A sandwich. The form of the sandwich has been abused in yes. that case. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, I, I would say that it was down to the, the creator has has created has desecrated this joyful art form yeah. into something to hurt someone with rather than bring joy. And greatness. Yeah. So we've only got a few minutes left, um, and we're kind of onto the tidbits now, but we want to talk about spicy sandwiches, yeah, or rather the lack of spicy sandwiches in the sandwich world. Yeah, I think it's something that we were both talking about, and we were saying neither of us have had an outstandingly spicy sandwich. No, well, I... We've had spicy wraps. Spicy wraps. And yeah, flatbread wraps can, in certain circumstances, I think, be considered a sandwich. Yes, maybe like a fajita. That's yeah. All like that kind of... But they like, could go spicy. But just thinking, just kind of square bread, you know, your yeah. loaf of bread, with just what about, pure, a lot of spice on it. What about spicy burgers? No, spicy burgers are different because I have, like, jalapenos or, like, chilies yeah. on my burgers, but... I... I am thinking purely onto like a sandwich or like a toasty basis. Yeah, you know, I've put I've put chilies in my sandwiches, but they're more kind of in the kind of pickled kind of yeah that kind of range where it's not spicy anymore. It's yeah. just got a different flavor. Or I to paired it. it with cream cheese, which really just balances. That, that I mean, yeah, we 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 can talk about sandwich science all we want, but the the cap capsicum cap capsicum capsicum in uh, spicy foods, which makes it spicy is not water-soluble, but it's fat-soluble, which is why drinking water will only give you a temporary kind of feeling of cold, and it's yes. still, you've still got the spicy feeling in your mouth, but if you have cheese or milk, yeah. that's... So, so that's... Sour cream is actually the best one to dissolve Yeah, that's, I mean, that's mouth. why people use sour cream with spicy foods, isn't yes. it? Um, so you don't really get spicy sandwiches, and when you do, it's always balanced out mm. by something that's fatty. Yeah. To, to put it bluntly. Yeah, something that has a, a high fat compound. Yeah. So, I don't know. If anyone, if any listeners, I suppose, have anything to say about spicy sandwiches they've eaten. But we're thinking purely on the basis of spicy sandwiches. You know, like a toasty or like a, a, yeah. a sandwich. Not a burger or a fajita Some, or anything. No, something between two, two pieces of sliced bread. Two pieces of sliced bread. Not to is. say this is the only thing that a sandwich can be. Yes, not to, no, 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 yeah. but I am purely thinking on this, on this point of this train of thought. Okay. On a spicy sandwich or a spicy toast. Okay. Now, okay, now, now that was, that was an interesting piece of discussion. We want, we need to start talking about the sandwich hotline now. Sandwich because hotline. it's drawing to the end of the episode. Um, and we don't know what we're going to ask them when we call them. However, we are thinking since there is a lack of Desert Island challenge in this episode. 
Are we going? Are we going to try and? I think it would be quite unique to ask the sandwich okay. outline. If you were trapped on a desert island with only three sandwiches to eat for the rest of your life, what would you have? Yes. This is a cruel question to ask them, but we can see how they respond. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keen well, to see that, their response. That would take a while. So, shall I call them straight away? Yeah, I think we should call them now. Here we go. Putting them on speaker. Now it's it's not often that they do pick up. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. It's also five o'clock. Yeah. You're still hoping. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show. Oh, this is the sandwich hotline? Sorry? This is the sandwich hotline, yes. The what hotline? Sandwiches. Sandwiches? It's not a hotline, but how can I help you? Uh, well, we have a question regarding sandwiches. Right. Um, so, the, we, we have, okay, so, the question is, if, if you could only eat sandwiches, and only three sandwiches for the rest of your life, what would the optimum sandwiches be for that? Oh, I wouldn't know, it'd be down to the personal choice on that one, I guess. So, so, if, if you were, if you were put on a desert island, and you could only eat three sandwiches for the rest of your life... Well, then... it's not going to be any good for me, because I'm wheat, um, intolerant, so I oh. can't eat sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I can't really do that when I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll, we'll go with gluten-free bread. Sorry? If there was gluten-free bread... Mm. Is this... I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine you have a lot of sandwiches... Anyway, oh, okay. we're, we're right. very sorry. This is a uh, this is saddening news. <laughs> no, this is no, this is. Okay, a, sorry, a, a, I have to go. Okay, first. okay, thank you very much. Bye. Have a nice day. That's a real breakthrough, actually, because that's the first precise answer to the desert island sandwiches question. Yeah, that they can't eat. They would. They, they, they would, would die because <laughs> <laughs> they can't have, they can't have sandwiches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man, that is a uh, that that's, is. That is quite unique. That was unexpected. I was not. I think. I think that's the best answer we've had so far. Yes, so I, was I was expecting to either be hung up on or to get <laughs> just a random answer. But to get such a unique kind of thought answer that she can't eat bread. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to say that was a. Uh, so it's time to wrap up the the show. It's a uh, goodbye from me. Yeah, and goodbye from me. Thank uh, you very much for having me today. All of our dedicated listeners have a good day, and for those of you who aren't wheat intolerant, have a lovely sandwich. Yeah, and enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm.